Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Zmanim, Chapter 7, Laws the Minor Fasts, Section 12, Birkas Kohanim, the Priestly Blessing, during Mincha. Throughout the year, the Kohanim do not lift their hands to bless the people during Mincha services. This is because people often eat a meal before Mincha, and this meal sometimes has alcohol in it. And we are thus concerned that the Kohanim might be drunk while they bless the people in the afternoon, which would be forbidden. On fast days that have a Ni'ilah service, primarily Yom Kippur, but also the fast that the rabbis instituted in response to droughts, the Kohanim do bless the people during Ni'ilah, because there is no reason to fear that they will be drunk, seeing that it's a fast day. During Mincha of those days, however, the Kohanim do not bless the people, for fear that they may mistakenly think that they are supposed to do so at Mincha of regular days as well. Regarding ordinary fast days, on which we do not pray Ni'ilah, the law depends on when the congregants choose to pray Mincha. If they pray at the same time that Ni'ilah is usually said, that is, late in the day, shortly before sunset, then the Kohanim do bless the people. You can find this in Seches Tanis, and it's codified in the Shulchan Aruch. But if the congregation prays Mincha earlier, Birkas Kohanim is omitted, since it's not the time designated for Ni'ilah. In such a case, the Chazan as well would omit Elokeinu Velokeavosenu, which is customarily said when no Kohanim are present. Therefore, it is fitting to call Mincha on fast days for a time that enables people to merit participating in the mitzvah of Birkas Kohanim. Ideally, one should pray Mincha within half an hour of sunset, which is the best time to pray Ni'ilah. Nevertheless, as long as the congregation prays after Plag HaMincha, the Kohanim may lift their hands and bless the people. If they pray earlier than that, however, Birkas Kohanim is omitted. A Kohen who is not fasting should not ascend the platform to bless the people. And if there are no other Kohanim, some authorities say that he still may not go up, while others maintain that if he really is the only one, he should go up. The latter opinion goes as far as to say that he should go up even if there is one other Kohen also there. If there are less than six people fasting, then no Kohen should go up to bless the congregation during Mincha, even if he is fasting. To summarize, on a regular day, we don't do Birkas Kohanim at Mincha because it's late in the day and the Kohanim might have had a drink or two, and it's forbidden to do Birkas Kohanim while they are tipsy. On a fast day, during which we aren't nearly so concerned that the Kohanim would be drunk, we're kind of torn. On the one hand, if we have the Kohanim do Birkas Kohanim at Mincha of a fast day, they might get confused and start doing it at Mincha of regular days as well. On the other hand, fast days are sometimes accompanied by a Ni'ila prayer and by other additions, which are unique to fast days and would thus not be confused for a regular day. Halacha comes down as follows. On fast days with a Ni'ila prayer, don't do Birkas Kohanim during Mincha, but do do it, do do it during Ni'ilah. On fast days without a Ni'ilah, if you are davening Mincha at a regular or early time, don't do Birkas Kohanim, 
But if you are davening late, that is, near sunset, giving the, min- the mincha a kind of special fast day in the ila feeling, then you should do Birkas Kohanim. Birkas Kohanim near the end of the fast can only happen if at least six people in the minion are still fasting. Generally, only Kohanim who are fasting should go up and bless. But if the only Kohen present didn't fast, there is debate whether he should go up. Two notes from me. First, I want to highlight just how far we take our concern about drunk Kohanim doing Birkas Kohanim. At an early mincha on a fast day, we don't do Birkas Kohanim. Why exactly? Because someone might get confused and then want to do it on a regular day mincha. And on a regular day, Kohanim might have recently eaten lunch. And that lunch might have had alcohol. And as a result, they might still be tipsy now. And they might not know or care sufficiently about the halacha. And they therefore might end up doing Birkas Kohanim drunk. And that's why we can never do Birkas Kohanim at a regular day mincha, and we can't even do it on an early fast day mincha. That's pretty intense. But on reflection, I do think that it really makes quite a lot of sense. Because Chazal understood that Birkas Kohanim at mincha has no good self-regulating mechanism. On the one hand, it's usser to offer the blessing while tipsy. And on the other hand, people do eat and drink in the middle of the day all the time. In effect, this is a disaster waiting to happen. Like thousands of times each day, the same question will come up. For a Kohen, am I tipsy? Am I not? And who exactly will decide? The Kohen themselves? And how will that play out with people's different egos? Would a Kohen who had a glass of wine get up before Mincha and announce to everybody in advance, hey, actually we're not going to do Birkat Kohanim today? And let's say he's the only Kohen there. There will be pressure to say, you know, I'm actually fine, or it was just half a glass. Chazal, I think, were brilliant in taking this question out of the Kohen's hands and out of the congregation's hands and simply saying, look, Mincha is a bad time for anybody to do Birkas Kohanim, unless it's absolutely clear that Birkas Kohanim is limited only to fast days, just don't ever do Birkas Kohanim at Mincha. Second, this section is a nice example of the Pnei Halacha's Israeli roots and focus. In Israel, Birkas Kohanim is said on weekdays, but in the diaspora, basically all Ashkenazim, and even some Sephardim, reserve Birkas Kohanim for special holidays. So it would never be said on a minor fast day, neither in the morning nor in the afternoon. Indeed, the halacha is thus much more straightforward in the diaspora, at least for Ashkenazim. At a regular day mincha, the chazan doesn't say, Elokeinu velokeavasenu, but at a fast day mincha, they do. Period. But the Panina Halacha makes no mention here of the diaspora custom in general or of its application on fast days. This is somewhat surprising since in other parts of the work, the Panina Halacha will devote a section or a paragraph to how Halacha operates in the diaspora. It seems that even then, he is still writing for an Israeli audience. An Israeli audience needs to know, for example, about how second day Yantiv works that it's a thing, and that if you travel, it might be relevant to you. But for relatively small details like this, fast day mincha birkas kohanim, 
an Israeli will just follow local custom, and for that, you can find a different work, not necessarily the Panine Halacha. To summarize this chapter, there are four fast days on the Jewish calendar that mark the Churban, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. These are Som Gedalia, Asar B'Tevas, Shiva Asar B'Tamuz, and Tishabav. These fasts were proclaimed by the prophets after the first Chorban. Since then, these fasts have gone through some development. At first, the fasts were quite strict. Like Yom Kippur, all these fasts began in the evening, and one could not wear proper shoes or bathe or anoint or engage in marital relations on them. Later, when the Jews returned from exile and rebuilt the base of Megdash, these fast days were transformed into holidays. Then, in the very hard years after the second Chorban, which were full of anti-Jewish decrees, these days again became ones of obligatory fasting and sadness. In fact, this holds true during all exceptionally hard periods in exile. But what about regular periods of exile, in which our condition isn't extremely harsh, and there aren't anti-Jewish decrees. In such times, only Tishabav remains in full force. The other three fasts are technically only obligatory if the Jewish people choose to observe them. Such is our present condition. In practice, the Jewish people have in fact chosen to observe the other three fasts, but they chose to do so with substantial limitations. We accepted a daytime fast, not a 24-hour fast. We accepted the practice to not eat and drink, but not the other practices familiar from Yom Kippur and Tishabov. We accepted that most people should fast, but not pregnant or nursing women. The entire obligation to mark these days relies on our acceptance of the fasts, and it is in this way that we have accepted them. Because of their lighter form and lighter obligation, we often refer to these fasts as the minor fasts. The minor fast days begin at dawn, and they end when three medium-sized stars appear in the night sky. Determining the exact time is complicated, and you should look it up online. If you see multiple times, you technically can follow the most lenient one. But since it's not a huge addition, it's best to be strict. Air travel may substantially shorten or lengthen your daylight hours, and your obligation to fast will thus be shortened or lengthened accordingly. Though the fast starts at dawn, if you go to bed the night before without intention to wake up early and eat the next morning, you are effectively declaring that your fast has started now with your going to bed. As such, if you'd accidentally wake up in the middle of the night, you may not eat, but you can have a drink. Can you brush your teeth or rinse your mouth on a fast day? If you can avoid it, you should avoid it. That said, on minor fast days, if it distresses you to not clean your mouth, you can rinse your mouth and even use toothpaste. On Tishabov, if it greatly distresses you, you can rinse your mouth, but toothpaste should be avoided. On Yom Kippur, one should avoid even rinsing their mouth. If a person breaks their fast, they must still keep fasting. Technically, there is no need to make it up at a later date, 
but it's a good form of tshuva to make an increase in Torah study and tzedakah on a later date. Cholim, that is, people who are sick or infirm, are not at all obligated to fast on Tisha B'Av or on the three minor fast days. Cholim were never included by the prophets or the sages in the original commandment to fast. Cholim are people who are sick or weak enough that they stop their regular daily routine and instead lay down. This includes people with common ailments like the flu or high fever or strong migraines. Likewise, somebody who is fine right now but will become sick or weak if they start fasting is also exempt right now. Those taking prescribed medication must continue taking it on rabbinic fast days, including Tisha B'Av. If medically possible, the medicine should be swallowed without water or with bitter water. All pregnant and nursing women are exempt from the three minor fasts. If they are feeling ill or infirm, they are also exempt from Tisha B'Av. Children do not need to fast. Technically, there's no obligation for a child to even be trained in or practice fasting, but many parents try to have them practice in some form. Those making a simcha, like a bride, a groom, parents at a bris, or parents at a pigeon haben, are still obligated in minor fast days. On fast days, we add a prayer called anenu into our amidah. Sfardim, Ashkenazim, and Taimanim each have different customs about when it should be said. Either way, one who has broken their fast should not say it. There are special Torah readings for a fast day. They should only be done if six people in the minion are still fasting, and the reading and the aliyahs should go to people who are fasting. On a regular day, Birkas Kohanim is not done at Mincha from concern that the Kohanim recently had alcohol. On a fast day, this concern is less relevant. Therefore, if Mincha is held late in the day on a fast day, Birkas Kohanim is included. In communities that never do Birkas Kohanim on a weekday, like Ashkenazi communities in the diaspora, the Chazan typically adds a paragraph alluding to Birkas Kohanim during Shacharis, but on a regular day, not during Mincha. On a fast day, the Chazan does add this paragraph at Mincha. Thus concludes Zmanim chapter 7, The Laws. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, Rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.